All right, it's time to dive deep on these vaccine passports and why they're a terrible idea. Let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Hey guys, oh my goodness. It's been a while, a week since I posted my last podcast. It's been a crazy week here in Tennessee. I've missed chatting with you guys, but we had actually had a retreat up in Nashville this past weekend, of course, tonight, as I'm recording this, it's Good Friday. And uh, this past weekend, we had our retreat up in Nashville, and we had just all the weather, all the weather. <laughs> we had a tornado warning. Actually, a tornado did touch down in my hometown. Of course, I wasn't home, nor was my family, praise God. But uh, it was a, a rough 20 minutes there. Haven't had that happen since I've lived out in Tennessee for the last, I've been here four years, actually. And we had emergency life-threatening flood warnings coming to our phone. It was just all the fun. All the fun. We lost power twice. Um, we were in Nashville Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We lost na- We lost power two times during that little stretch. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. But obviously, I haven't had a minute to sit down and record a podcast, so I'm excited to talk to you because there's so many things. I don't know if you guys just feel like your head is spinning, but I feel like my head is spinning. I feel like I could jump on here and talk for at least 30 minutes every day about what the heck is going on in this world. I just honestly, the last week I have felt fatigue, decision fatigue about what, what one thing should I do a podcast about? (laughs) because there's so many things and yet here we are I find myself just burdened by this vaccine passport and I wanted to share with you guys a little bit about um, my thoughts on it and uh, as it stands it is April 2nd as I record this which as far as the most recent news report I've heard New York will be rolling out their vaccine passport system today Oh, I hope that's been delayed. I hope I'm wrong on that. I also read yesterday and today that um, Hawaii is going to probably quickly follow suit. And I think we will see a little bit of some dominoes start to play out. And um, that makes me sad. Makes me a little bit nervous. I'll be honest. I feel like a lot of 2020 and now, of course, into 2021... I have been, um, the best way I could describe it is desensitized to extreme information. Um, Maybe you feel that way. Just, I feel like I get so much extreme information that in any normal world, I would be just appalled by, but because that seems to come in at such a high rate right now, I'm just desensitized to it. And so infrequently, do I really feel afraid? I just am kind of... um, against the feeling of fear generally. I try to fight against it. But I will be honest, this vaccine passport really does strike fear into 
my heart a little bit. Um, and I just got to be honest and vulnerable with you about that. And I'm, you know, I am praying over that. And I know that the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear. And I believe that. And so I'm pressing into faith. And so if you're feeling fear, you know what? You're not alone. But um, I just wanted to pose this this um, commentary, if you will, this perspective, since this is the Gaining My Perspective podcast. For somebody who does not feel like getting in line for this particular vaccine. I feel like we have now, I'm one of those people. I'm not a, um, I'm not planning to get the COVID-19 vaccine, not any of them, not ever. I am not an anti-vaxxer and this is what I've been classified as. And here's the other thing that happens in life, right? When you start to talk about politics recently, um, and recently, I mean, in the last three years, four years, two years, I find myself having to stand in a position of defending Donald Trump as an example. And I don't know that that's necessary, right? So here we are, and I'm I'm finding myself uh, aligning with the anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm not even an anti-vaxxer. And per that example, I'm not even a Trumper, right? So I find myself having to defend Donald Trump on occasion when I'm like, I'm not even a Trumper. And here we are. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, just not that it's any of anybody's business, but my children are mostly vaccinated, not entirely vaccinated, but mostly vaccinated. I am not an anti-vax mom. Um, I will say that I feel if you are a mom of young children, and maybe this resonates with you, if you have, my children are um, 10 and under, I have three uh, I feel like I've had to revisit this vaccine conversation in recent history. And I, I think some of the people I've talked to are either not parents yet or are parents of much older children. And so they've not had to revisit this vaccine conversation in the recent, you know, in any sort of recent capacity um, in a way that affects their life. I, as a mom of three young children, have been visiting the vaccine conversation regularly. And I'll tell you, my nine-year-old has more vaccines than my five-year-old because the conversation and the information is shifting quickly <laughs> over this last decade. And so I've had to change my thoughts and change my opinions and change my stance as things evolve, right? So I have to say I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccines are a brilliant concept and a really powerful idea. I love the idea of a vaccine, actually. But I don't think every vaccine is necessary. I certainly don't think we need to have the vaccine schedule that we currently have. And I there's no arguing that there has been um, an outrageous aggressive uptick of vaccines since I was a child in the early 80s. Um, I can't tell you the number of vaccines I got as a child versus the number of vaccines that my child would have to have now to enter in public school in California, let's say, but it, there is quite a significant difference between my generation of childhood and my children's generation of childhood. So I, I think one thing that makes me nervous about vaccines in general is um, at, between my generation and my chil- my children's generation, there has been this protection of big pharma put in place, which is to say that if there is a vaccine injury experienced by my children or someone I love, 
there's no repercussion to big pharma. So as we stare down the barrel of this rushed emergency drug, I can't even legally call it a vaccine, let's be real. It is not legally a vaccine. Because of this rushed biological component, whatever you want to call it, um, and and the lack of of responsibility that's need that is legally put on big pharma. I mean, we have to just take a minute and pause, right, and go, what the heck? There's no repercussions for if this vaccine injures myself, my child, or my family member. That makes me nervous. Why is that? And I will say, there is a plague of infertility on my generation. Um, and the generation behind me, and it's getting progressively more and more dramatic. And I know that the HPV vax, as an example, is a vaccine that came about um, in my lifetime. You know, I I do think I have the the HPV vaccine. Um, uh, honestly, I I think I do. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but I will say my I opted out of that vaccine in particular for my children, specifically my daughter, because now I, there is a lot of known um, infertility tied to that particular vaccine. So I'm just curious, right? I just have to take a pause and, and just say, you know what, gosh, am I worried about my child dying of HPV, right? Am I, is that something that's really concerning me? Or can I take a pause because, you know, uh, three out of four females are going to have HPV and, you know, we're not seeing like people dying of HPV. I understand there's a connection to cervical cancer and blah, blah, blah. But all of these things just gave me pause when I was starting to make my decisions about the tiny humans that God gave me to steward in this world. And, you know, do I need to make this decision? Is this, um, can I trust, can I have faith in God and the immunity that he gave us and the plan he gave us? Uh, or he has for us, because I can promise you this. I do not fear that God will take me one millisecond before he had predestined to take me. I am not afraid that a virus or HPV or any other thing, the flu, will take me to heaven sooner than God had planned for me to get there. I'm just not worried about that. I know that God is sovereign and his hand is on my life and his hand is on my children's life. And so I can surrender that fear of I have to take action in order to stay in alignment with God's will. Like that's just, I know that he is sovereign and he is going to um, not be surprised in the least when I show up at those pearly gates. Um, it will have always been his plan. So I am not a pro, I'm sorry, I'm not an anti-vax person. I just feel like we need to say that right out of the gate. I am a pro-liberty person. You guys, liberty is free will. Liberty is free choice. This was an, one of our very limited inalienable, inalienable light rights, goodness gracious, inalienable rights <laughs> given to us by our creator. Liberty being one, free will right? Our ability to choose. I am totally pro our ability to choose. And when I have had conversations about vaccines in the past, the, the one thing that circles back with people who are pro-vaccine is, um, and I say pro-vaccine, I, I feel like that's a, um, a conservative way to put it. 
when I say pro-vaccine, these people that I've talked to think everyone must get vaccinated. So to to say they're pro-vaccine is putting it lightly. Um, The conversations I've had with people who feel very, very strongly about mass inoculation through vaccine um, think that everybody needs to get vaccinated because there are people who cannot get vaccinated, right? This is the argument. There are people who can't get vaccinated for various medical conditions. And so everyone else must get vaccinated because there are a few people who cannot. Now, first of all, how do I know I'm somebody who cannot get vaccinated until I'm negatively affected by a vaccine, right? How do I know that I don't have a medical condition that's going to be in conflict with this injection I'm going to get? I don't know that. And we know that through the massive amounts of vaccine injury, right? So we know that you don't know you're going to have a, a negative effect of this vaccine until you do. So that's one thing I want to say. The other thing I want to say is where have those people gone when we're now having a discussion about vaccine passports, where New York and now Hawaii are talking about not allowing people who are unvaccinated for any reason to participate in society in the normal way. And that's, I mean, the pre-2020 freak life way, right? In the normal way. So what happened to those people that were so concerned about the people who cannot medically get vaccinated? Where did those people go? Why aren't they standing up for those people now that we're talking about forcing a vaccination on people just so that they can go to a concert or come into a grocery store or go to work or God knows what else? God knows what else they're going to require you to have this vaccine passport for. So we need to stand up for the people that cannot get vaccinated medically. And we need to stand up for the people that just aren't comfortable yet. Because you guys, medical freedom, I'm telling you, it is the same voices that are my body, my choice that are now saying it's not your choice. Same freaking people who are the my body, my choice are now the, you better get vaccinated, better step up to the plate. The same people that would demand under medical freedom and medical choice that you allow your 14-year-old to go undergo gender modification, the same voices that would insist upon that through medical freedom, right? Let's, let's scream medical freedom are going to stand in the way of medical freedom for another group of people. You guys, the hypocrisy, the inconsistency is staggering. It's staggering to me. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to stand up for someone like me, for a mom who's unsure, a mom who's nervous about this new technology, a mom who's just not willing to be the guinea pig for myself or for my children. I'm asking you to stand up for me, for my medical freedoms, for my medical liberty, for my liberty in general. I'm gonna ask you to stand up for me. And here's the great thing, I'm gonna take on all the risk of this because if you are someone who believes in this vaccine, then you, you should get it. Here's the deal, I would never say, I would never say, we should not have a vaccine and that you should not be allowed to have access to one if you feel you want it. Good for you. That's great. That's liberty. And I think that you should absolutely have the right to have it if you want the vaccine. And the beautiful thing about this, this particular situation is if you think it works, then you are protected and I am taking on all the risk 
of not getting vaccinated or not vaccinating my children, right? I'm taking on the risk of this decision. That's great. It's like a win-win for everybody, right? But yes, I would never say, and this is what I keep stumbling over, is there's a group of people in this country right now. There's a, there's a collective voice that says, you get to do what you want to do, and I get to do what I want to do. And then there's a whole nother collective voice that says, you have to do what I think is the right thing to do. This is where these two schools of thought are colliding in our country, is one side of the aisle says, you can do whatever you want, just don't make me do it. And the other side is, you need to do what I say is the right thing to do. And this is the conflict. One requires the surrender of someone else's liberty, and the other side is protecting all liberty. Please don't miss that. Please don't miss that in this conversation. Okay, I would like to give you just a little bit of perspective because I'm all about that, right? This is why I'll just be open with you. Again, not that it's anybody's business why I choose to do what with my medical life, right? This is my medical liberty to make this choice. But if you're wondering why I am choosing not to get vaccinated or choosing not to vaccinate my children, because I know that there is a movement to make someone like me seem like an irresponsible conspiracy theorist, fill in the blank with a lot of other derogatory comments. But there actually is logic behind why I'm making the decision that I'm making. First of all, I was granted by my creator a 99.98% survival rate to this COVID-19. 99.98% survival rate that I, if I do in fact contract the virus, if I haven't already, I am not, I, to my knowledge, I have not had the coronavirus, praise God. Doesn't sound fun, don't want to have it, totally seems like the worst, I get it. But I have been blessed with massive statistical immunity to this novel virus. Stoked about that. You guys, why on earth would I, would I trade in my 99.98% immunity to, or not immunity rather, but my 99.98% survival of, of this disease for a 95% effective, maybe sort of kind of vaccine? We just don't have the data yet to say how effective it is or isn't. But currently, the best of the vaccine options are claiming a 95% effectiveness. Now, why would I choose 95% over 99.98%? Like just mathematically, it doesn't make sense. I'm totally down to stick it out with the immunity God gave me, knowing he's not going to be surprised when I show up at his pearly gates. And knowing whether I take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine, he's not going to be surprised when I show up at his pearly gates. Not going to be surprised. Y'all, I just read a article today, and it is not the first. It is one of many I've read, claiming over 100 people in Washington state who are fully vaccinated just tested positive for the coronavirus, for COVID-19. I read that today in Epic Times. I've also read it in a number of other um, articles. I went searching for it and found it in a number of places. That was just in the last day, in the last 24 hours. But that is not the first time I've heard that people are getting the coronavirus after having been inoculated against it. And the article I read today said that the the information about the protection of the vaccine is quote unquote incomplete. 
And we know that the CDC is, is only just today starting to loosen their guidelines, but they have set up until this point, there is no guarantee you're not going to transmit this virus to somebody else once you're fully vaccinated. There is no guarantee that you are not yourself going to become sick with COVID-19 after getting this vaccine. So, okay, <laughs> you still have to wear the mask. You still have to social distance. You still have to do all the same things that everybody who's not vaccinated are doing, except for today, all of a sudden, because they're realizing why on earth, and there was a, a lovely lady on CNN, you can find the clip if you'd like, that I watched today, that basically said, where's the carrot? We need to dangle a carrot to incentivize people to get vaccinated before all these states open up at 100%. We need to dangle a carrot. Oh my goodness gracious, you guys. So we need to be manipulate. We need to manipulate these people to think they need this vaccine before everybody goes back to their normal life and realizes they don't need it. So now we're saying, now the CDC is lightening up a little bit today and saying, you know what? If you are fully vaccinated, maybe you can travel freely within the United States. I also saw that today. So I'm seeing that they're shifting their narrative. You guys, the CDC has shifted their narrative more than one time since the beginning of this, okay? So I am one that just wants to sit in a place of gaining perspective. I would like to wait. I would like to pause. I would like to see how it all plays out, right? I would just like to not feel like I have to get a rushed emergency use only, not FDA approved, check, fact check that. I know our beautiful um, secretary, uh, press secretary, said recently that these vaccines are FDA approved. She was not fact checked, but I will go ahead and fact check for you. That is not true. None of these vaccines are FDA approved. Not that I throw too much weight on the FDA. <laughs> I sure don't. But even the FDA cannot approve these vaccines in the traditional sense. These are emergency use only not approved and not legally considered a vaccine because of that. They're emergency use drugs, experimental drugs. And several of these vaccine options are a mRNA vaccine, which I'm sure you've heard that term. That just means we've never used this technology in a vaccine before ever, ever. Zero idea of the long-term effects. It does not matter if we've had any kind of testing or um medical trials with these kinds of vaccines. We didn't have COVID-19 18 months ago. So we don't even have, we don't even know how this virus is going to play out long-term. We cannot possibly even guess at how a brand new technology, which literally manipulates your RNA in your body, is going to, what kind of long-term effects that's going to have in the body. And it is not a vaccine that goes in and then wears off over time. It is a vaccine that once you have it in your body, it is never out of your body again. The technology and the shifting of that mRNA, it's there. It exists in your body forever and ever, you guys. This is so important to recognize. It's not like we can undo it. And so I'm going to pause. I'm going to take a pause. You guys... I'm going to give you some of the CDC information, having just said that I totally realize the CDC has shifted their narrative like three dozen times since this whole thing began, but a lot of people love the CDC, so I'm going to give you some CDC information 
to, to help you understand why someone like me would pause and not want to jump into the vaccine boat and why someone like me would ask you to please, pretty please, stand up for someone like me. Please stand up for my children and do not allow for this vaccine passport to run rampant in your state. Please, Lord, be a voice for the people who do not think the same exact way that you think. Please, okay. Per the CDC, there have been two times the amount of vaccine-related deaths in the first three months of 2021, about uh, 1,755, than all of the vaccine deaths in the past decade. Let me say that again. There was 990 thereabout deaths associated or in at least reported in conjunction with a vaccine over the last decade, 990 in the last 10 years. There have been 1,755 deaths reported in the first three months of 2021 in relation to this new vaccine, two times the amount in three months as was this, the case for the last decade. This is per the CDC. We are up 6,000% in reported deaths in the first quarter of 2021 than the first quarter of 2020 in vaccine deaths, in reported vaccine deaths. We are up 6,000% from Q1 2021 over Q1 2020. 6,000%. As of the end of March 2021, which allows for about 1% to 3% of actual injury or death um, occurring because of or in connection to a vaccine, only about 1% to 3% actually report to VAERS, which is um, an acronym. It stands for Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS, V-A-E-R-S. It is associated with the CDC. You can go and look this up. As of the end of March, the very last day of March, just a couple days ago, 2021, with only about 1% to 3% reporting, we've had upwards of 50,000 adverse events in correlation to these vaccines. Over 2,000 deaths in the USA alone, just in the US associated with this vaccine. The UDRA Vigilance, it's E-U-D-R-A Vigilance, is the European's version of VAERS, is reporting over 4,500 deaths and oh, almost 200,000 injured as of March 20th, okay? That is Europe's numbers. Over 4,500 deaths and oh, almost 200,000 injuries as of March 20th. So over 2,000 dead in the US, 4,500 dead in Europe in connection to these vaccines just as of the last, up until the, the um, end of March. We have 4,498 hospitalizations here in the United States, according to VAERS, with a 1% to 3% reporting of injury. We have 355 cases of anaphylaxis. We have 439 instances of Bell's palsy. We have 434 instances of heart attacks. We have 76 spontaneous miscarriages. One of those I know. We have unknown reproductive harm. Unknown reproductive harm. That is something that I have read again and again, scientists and doctors alike are nervous about the reproduction ramifications of this vaccine. 
You guys, there is absolutely just cause for people to take a, take a minute on this one. There's just cause for people to say, hold the phone. I'm not quite ready to dive into this. And I don't know, I am someone who will not dive into this pool. I'm not going to take this vaccine because like I said at the beginning, I am confident in the immunity God has equipped me with. And I'm young. I'm 37. This is an easier choice for me. I will totally admit that. And I had to say that to my mom. Although I've told her the exact information I've given you, I have told her, you have to make the choice for you because A, I'm all about that liberty life. All about that liberty. And B, this is way easier for me to to choose than it is for you. You're in a different generation and you have a different set of, um, you know, you're like at 99.97%. So you have to make a different choice than I have to make about this vaccine. So I'm all about that liberty and I'm not going to judge my mom if she decides to get that vaccine. I just hope and pray. And I know my mom would never stand in the way of my decision not to. And I hope and pray that you will not stand in the way of my decision not to. Again, I take on the risk of this, but there is a logic, there is a logical reason. There is information supporting my decision not to. It is not because I'm a crazy conspiracy anti-vaxxer mom. It's not why. I'm taking a pause and I I'm, would ask and beg that y'all would respect your friends, neighbors, and family members who want the same right to take a pause. Please stand in the gap against this vaccine passport. You guys, this is, I'm going to say it, modern day segregation. When there is a group of people that will not be allowed to participate in society in the same way as another group, that is segregation. I'm sorry, that is discrimination. That is medical discrimination. And it is actually protected under the law. Please open your eyes to whether you believe in whatever agenda or conspiracies or whatever might be tied to this nonsense, there are just plain old, good old, solid facts and information that make people say, I'm not sure I want to get it. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you can't. You are welcome to. And if you feel that it's going to help you or make you safe, then by all means, please do. I hope this gives you information and education because that's what I promise you on this podcast But I just hope and pray that you will be one of the voices that will stand in the gap for the people who just are not there and do not want to take this risk on themselves or their family. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you are sovereign. Thank you that you are in control. Thank you that you have already numbered the days of our lives and the hairs on our head, Lord, that you know us intimately. You know our hearts and you know the days and you know the hour. And you're not surprised by any of this, Lord. Thank you that you have equipped us well with free will, with liberty, and with a beautiful immune system, Lord. I just pray that as this message makes its way into the hearts of your church, that the Holy Spirit would stir and that we would, we would be united 
and that we would be willing to stand in the gap for each other, Lord. I just pray for voices to be magnified in this time and for fear to be cast out in Jesus' name. I pray these things. Amen.